You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. And welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerdfires podcast. My name is Ian the Well Informed. I'm here with Kathy the CSA. Hola. Phil the UB. Thanos demands your silence. No, that's not how these podcasts work. <laughs> and um, Emily the Observer. Hi. And Ryan from what's it called? Um, the Traincast, correct? Traincast and the new uh, Let's Hear It podcast. Uh, thank you for having me in. Thank you for being here. Um, so let's um, dive a little bit in. I um, was going through um, just social media and the like and came to find out a few weeks ago that my Gmail accounts had been hacked. And what happened there was that I get this email from on my phone saying, your account's been hacked, your um, alias email account. And so I go on, and of course, I don't use my phone because I know about two-factor authentication, <laughs> and I go to my uh, laptop. Uh, what happens there is that... Um, I had quote unquote been hacked on from a guy in Texas. But the thing that um that sounded um off was that a um it was um I signed in changed my password, of course. And then when I went to my primary email address, I could now switch between both. <laughs> I was like, this wasn't a random person. This was obviously Google trying to pull a clever move saying, hey, this guy from Texas hacked your account. <laughs> so were they trying to like 
like what were they trying to get? Just like your information or no, no, this, I could tell you that this is Google. This is Google saying we want to keep your email accounts as one account and make you to be able to switch between both of them. Yeah, that's been a new feature in the in the Gmail clients for at least a couple of months now, maybe even longer. Um, I have like four or five Gmail accounts that I manage, and I can switch all between them in my browser and on my phone and anywhere else I have Gmail now. Have you ever had yours hacked? Or, no. No? Well, that's good. I or or was it hacked? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> it wasn't hacked. It, wait. It, so it, it it normally, what you... Uh, it was a hack by Google internal, basically. Oh. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Um, it was, they wanted you to be able to switch between them <laughs> in that regard. And unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, um, they played it as a hack. <laughs> That's like huge to me. Is anybody else as freaked out by that as I am? Like you're saying Google. They automatically created you another email account? They went undercover and said that you were hacked by some guy in Texas. Like Like, testing you? (laughs) Fear mongering. (laughs) What? uh, Google made me scared that I had been hacked when in uh, reality they had – they were just coming up with a new feature that you don't have to um, go. Hey, you don't have to sign out and then go into your other account. <laughs> you can just now switch between both of them. So, it's a pretty aggressive advertising approach. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. yeah. A new feature is one thing, but to there's blame a, way, there's a, a way hack, you, there's a way you mark you market these and. Google's marketing department is falling down. That here. doesn't even yeah. seem legal to me. Like there's something that's messing with your life, you know. It's like <laughs> I mean, you words could... mean things, Google. That, that's what we're trying to say here. <laughs> uh, bad Google, bad. We can't. We have to use you in our everyday lives, but no. We don't have to like bad it. Google, bad yeah. Google. <laughs> like how that made you feel after all that. I'm do, like, do you want to go take a rolled up newspaper and bang it against the Google building? <laughs> no, I don't. Give my I, out. No, I just rather – it's a cool little feature that you can now switch between both of them because that was uh, true on the phone. But this – I'm like, please inform me next time. Next time you roll out a feature, don't – Scare me out of my wits. Yeah, like send you an email being like, you might get something like this, you know, because of new features, um, you know, blah, 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 I guess. But then if you, if Google had sent you that email, would you have bothered to read it? I I wouldn't. But. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be in the EULA and nobody reads the EULA. That's a very good point. <laughs> no. Um, so, Phil, you like – do you like the Pokemon series? Uh I've had my uh, I've had my ups and downs with it over the years, mostly downs because I was too I was a little bit old when Pokemon first came out, <laughs> and uh, I've just continued to get older like most people. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, that's that's good <laughs> to know. Like, <laughs> 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 anyway, you we guys have to are talk. Doing. We have to talk. Yeah. Later. <laughs> so, 
the other day I found another game that's been made into a free mobile game. Oh. It's kind of like um, Crash Bandicoot going to uh, hey, becoming a mobile game. Oh, yeah. The one uh, put together by uh, by some uh, Chinese hackers and just kind of released on the cheap and doesn't look at all like Crash Bandicoot if you take more than five seconds to look at it. <laughs> yes. it fun, though. Is that the question? Is it fun? <laughs> Is it fun? Yeah. It's probably it's, fun if you like microtransactions and obnoxious advertising. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound like fun. The thing, um, the thing that makes this um, uh, story unique is that there's this Pokemon game that was made by a different company, by a fan company of uh, Niantic or uh, Game Freak called Pokemon Uranium. And I've heard of that. And why that game got so popular is because Nintendo ended up taking it, hey, telling the developers to take it down. Now it's but it's on, out, but it's still got out there in the wild. So it's it's now a mobile game for free. Oh, <laughs> and the company who put it up on mobile refuses to take it off. <laughs> So there's Oh, it that. sounds like somebody wants to dance with Nintendo's lawyers. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's uh wait and see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see about it's it's free to play, so any one of us could play it. I, so is it like the original games or is it like Pokemon Go? No, not at all. It's <laughs> it was a fan made game that took about ten years to make and it's decent to the people who played it it's not as good as the pokemon games in the um by uh game freak or neantic yeah i played well i didn't personally play it but one of my uh friends was telling me that they made like a rick and morty one where you're uh yeah you're you're morty no you're rick rick's a scientist right have you ever watched that show i've watched episodes of it but it's like the same idea, but he's catching like a bunch of Ricks everywhere and they're all like different Pokemon kind of things. It's obviously a ripoff, but they're using their show kind of as like the the game. And I, yeah, I think I, I, that's you know, officially from the Rick and Morty creators. Yeah. But it's like there's always some kind of knockoff in, in some way. You know, as long as it doesn't say Pokemon, are they, you know, playing by the rules or is that how it works? Um, they are. Hey. And this well, everything's cr- legal till you get caught. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a good it's not legal till you get caught. It's a little bit like um, another story we have by a guy on YouTube named Count Dankula, and I'm not making this up. <laughs> um, what he was um, most famous for was teaching a dog how to do the nazi salute because he for the lulls for for the lulls it's it's not a lull it's just a new low um but no his it's he, he plays it as a really bad joke but um he was sued by a supreme court not U.S. Supreme Court for um, um, 
doing uh, having the dog do a Nazi salute to uh, to make fun of his girlfriend. <laughs> The dog's girlfriend or the guy's girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter either way. <laughs> I think I think if you have time to uh, teach, teach your dog the Nazi salute, now. I don't know if you have a girlfriend. That's very. That's that's what I would say. It's a lot of time on your hands. And would the dog get in trouble, or is the dog just doing its job? The dog is <laughs> the just dog doing its dog. The dog, dog is probably is dead by its, now. But doing its dog thing. Yeah. That's what does that even look like? Like a dog's arms don't even bend. What, yeah. what does that even look like? <laughs> do you no really want to know? <laughs> do you, do I you... thought the same thing when I heard that video because I never watched it. But yeah, I'm like, it can't be just like how the Nazis would do it. Yeah, because they don't have. It's. I have to see. Is it, he just I guess. trying to shake? I mean, yeah, that could be anything, right? But I think he said some dialogue that obviously, like, didn't he like say to like you know, do the salute or something like that. I forgot what his exact words were. I forget what he said. But, uh, yeah, that was clever. It's Emily. not the dog's fault. It's not, it's no. not, no, no, it's not the dog's fault at all. It's the master. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, last week, um, Count Daniela was um, convicted of a hate crime but wouldn't that mean that he like hated the dog or hated the girlfriend? It, Seems pretty extreme. It, yeah, the action is kind of extreme, but he in order for it to be a hate crime, he would have to hate the dog or hate his girlfriend, and he's doing it mostly as a joke and. Most people just didn't get the context of the joke. <laughs> I mean, maybe Most it's just more about the Nazi, you know, like they see that as a hate crime itself, right? It's a strong word, you know. Especially, <laughs> especially if this, I believe this was a Swedish court. So um, I know they, you know, they take their Nazi symbolism and keeping it stamped down, um, you know, pretty seriously. Yeah, a bad move for sure. Yeah. Bad move, yes. Um, but no, he um, he is now appealing that case, and a lot of people. Eh, he started a Kickstarter page where he wanted to um, get a hundred grand, and now he um, on the first day of the uh, Kickstarter had got into that goal and is probably going to get. More people funded him. People think about who's funding him. Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised Kickstarter hasn't pulled that down, but yeah, that's crazy. I thought about doing like people do Kickstarter for their own personal finances. (laughs) I thought about I want to buy an RV, and I'm like, should I just put up a Kickstarter? (laughs) This guy can get that much money, and you're trying to get an RV. Like, I I might give you support. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a positive mission, right? No, and you know, you can drive around your RV and solve mysteries for for your Kickstarter backers. Exactly. Oh, another dog reference. That was good. (laughs) Yeah, Eddie would have gotten away with it had it been. Not been for those meddling judges. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. But no. Um, the judicial system is so messed yeah, up. Very. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of 
a little bit more court cases. Um, we had talked last episode about um, Doug Walker and the controversy behind um, Channel Awesome, why they're um, making strides to not be as awesome as before. Um, we had talked a little bit, Phil, about how there was a 69-page document. Detailing uh, all sorts of allegations of from very uh ranging all the way from simple douchebaggery to uh to outright harassment and uh, and uh, sexual assault so not so awesome as it turned out not so awesome not feeding their people on set mm-hmm. um, when they were trying to do movies um leaving people behind leaving people behind people getting injured on set and having them to sign an NDA, um, all sorts of um, false advertisement. So- <laughs> we'll go with that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> false advertisement and just not being awesome. Um, a lot to channel in. Um, um, but no, um, allegedly the. Um, CIO and CFO of the company are now suing the CEO of the company because all their producers except those, um, except for those three and one other name, um, that I will name here, um, Larry Bundy Jr., that, um, for all these allegations that he, um, that he um, gets sued for that and also um, that the CEO um, get um, um, have the name of the nostalgia critic or channel awesome off of his name so that it's no longer his business. <laughs> so, so a little bit of uh, just a little bit of light on um, having a large um, YouTube channel do a little uh, do a little bit better onto itself, not on a monetary, but just on ethically. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, Phil, do you um, have any to add? <laughs> Well, I did watch an episode or two of the Nostalgia Critic, and I don't know if he he was involved in any of the uh, allegations against Channel Awesome. Um, if he's not, I hope that channel can come back and he can recover his trademark. Um, he, um, from what I've heard from, um, like the uh, other people on that sixty-nine page document, it is. Um, he did have a hand in some of the decisions, but it came down to uh, most of the decisions came down to the CEO for the vision. <laughs> and um, most of those actions were because of him. Do they have like uh, just like individual shows within that? Like are going to be affected by it? Like you were saying, the uh, nostalgia credit. I'm not too familiar with the um, awesome channel. So, okay. Um, 
See, how they mapped themselves out was uh, Nostalgia Critic on YouTube and that guy in the glasses.com and other places was um, a big hub. They set themselves as a multi channel network where the producers or um, what uh, YouTube calls them content creators. Yeah. They create content and a lot of the people have their own. Um, they do a lot of what the nostalgia critic does, but then they um, each person has their own style. Like there's the cinema snob and the nostalgia chick and another one named Phalus who only reviews um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies or um, Angry Joe who makes fun of um, – uh, G.I. Joe by having a, uh, the main character, a, uh, the main villain be corporate commander. Oh. <laughs> and, so they all have their sort of unique take on what Nostalgia Critic does. But now there's <laughs> that channel and that MCN are now down to four people. So. Yikes. Yeah. They used to have, when I first started watching them, about three dozen people. So, and now they're down to four. You said, "Wow, yeah. <laughs> so, big dip." <laughs> and that's over the course of about eight, nine years. They're kind of they're not the grandfathers of YouTube, but they're fairly close. <laughs> um. So, hang on a minute. Just because you guys know I'm the one who doesn't understand all of this. Stuff here, so make it the, too. Okay, yay! I'm so glad you're back, Emily. So, doesn't the FCC regulate regular networks? Do they also regulate the YouTube? I don't know if you would call it a network or a channel or no, no. So they don't have the same guidelines. So the, this is like like some place called Podcast Detroit. They don't have where's that. Where is that? That is somewhere in a, um, <laughs> that is here to be quite <laughs> honest, but yeah, um, no, they're not regulated by the FCC. They, um, there's a lot of like MCNs, like there's Channel Awesome, there's Full Screen, there's Machinima. Those are multi-channel networks that bring, um, people, uh, uh, content creators and channel awesome in this case brings um b to e level actors quote unquote actors or content creators in that regard like um are you familiar with um whose line is it anyway oh yeah of course um i forget what's the name of the uh bald guy Colin Mockery. Colin Mockery. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. His son was one of the actors on that channel. So so they try to bring in those level type actors. While Nostalgia Critic gets most of the views for the channel. So it's kind of a um, corporate trickle-down effect <laughs> in that regard. It's good to see that a lot of this um, YouTube, especially with demonetization, has um, 
come to light and YouTube is getting a little bit better. <laughs> is that like filtering out like the bad content? I'm always kind of confused about the demonetization stuff. The demonetization stuff is more of a high level than a low level. Um, a it's lot of really intended to address like the questionable content, like the vi- the content that advocates violence or hate speech. Um, yeah um maybe and some really some content that's considered really niche sometimes gets affected as well just because it has such a low it has generally lower levels of viewership um see that would be because it's like if you had like a see the niche thing is kind (laughs) of interesting because if you had something that only like a few people watch but they're like hardcore fans they would try to get rid of that is that like Kind of well, it's saying. not that they want to get rid of it. It's just you need to rise above a certain level of viewership before YouTube will allow you to monetize. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, they're trying to keep down um, – they're trying to please advertisers. Yeah. And so these lower channels that – these low s- subscriber channels that are making bad videos are um, slowly taking away from the YouTube space. So that's why nobody's nobody's telling them they can't do it. Just don't expect to get paid for it. Don't expect to make your living off of this. Okay. Yeah. Another person that um, kind of is affected by this whole um, demonetization thing is a guy that I have brought up in the past. His name is uh, Philip DeFranco. Um, he, um, a couple weeks ago, a lot of his um, YouTube um, videos were demonetized because a lot of his content, he tries to bring in news that's international, like the stuff with like North Korea or but he's been doing he's been kind of a mainstay one of the bigger um, channels on the network for YouTube and it's a little bit different than Channel Awesome because he keeps people informed about um, things that they would need to know about (laughs) So, so I know that uh, Phil, you keep up a little bit with them, right? Not with uh, Philip DeFranco, no. I'm not. T- I, once in a while, one of his videos comes across my uh, recommendations, but um, that's about it. All right. Um, so I will um, spearhead this. Um, one of the things that he... Um, I'm having a little hard time. Um like he speaks on um he spoke a little bit like on Count Ankula. He's kind of like one of my like bigger news sources that I have cover on here. So I try to pull from him and a lot of these stories that I just previously talked about came from him. So So is he like a YouTube reporter essentially or like yeah. a or like more of a media source for YouTube specifically. He's a media source for uh, actually kind of both. He um, he tries 
to report YouTube politics, like as I'm doing right now, the politics, like the demonetization, the, um, this, eh, not so much the stuff with Channel Awesome, because I think that he is a little bit connected with them, but for the most part, he, he tries to cover like international news, like, um, for the last few months, he's covered a lot of the politics in general and st- just uh, stuff with like Google ads and other that affect YouTube. So that's what his content is mostly about. So I didn't realize YouTube was like such a big. I don't know, community. I mean, it's almost kind of its own world. I feel like a lot of kids, yeah. younger, I mean, younger <laughs> generations, that's their main media source. I watch it for concert videos sometimes. Well, that's, it's like they but, have it for everything, you know? Right. It's like the new TV, and it's free, so of course right. people are And it's on your it. schedule. For yeah. sure, yeah. That's the best part, too. You know, you find what you want, when you want it, for pretty much nothing, so. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people use it to, you know, how-to stuff. Yeah, like how do uh, I change my oil? How do I change my tire? Yeah. You know things that I don't know anything. I like about. the how to. <laughs> I've, I've done it many times. I'm like I could never have done this in the past. <laughs> I taught myself to crochet from YouTube. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's very different than Channel Awesome, but it's pretty awesome that's, for that's me. Impressive. No false advertising. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, like most people. Uh, who are on the outside looking in, and that's everyone, (laughs) because it's a video. You're always on the outside looking in at the video. Um, Unless you break the fourth wall on the other side. Unless you you watch that last episode of Black Mirror that I just watched. Uh, There you go. You're just watching. Oh, yeah. Did you see the one when they were in space? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was bizarre. Okay, see, they were on the inside looking out, Ian. Yeah. There you go. That was actually Ugh. the first episode I watched. I actually <gasps> accidentally watched it in backwards order, but okay. they're all individual yeah. episodes, so, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Okay, yes. sorry, Ian. All yeah. the, yes, all the um, episodes are mirrored, but um, where did I <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, where was I with that? Um you're talking about the kids' news sources and stuff like that. Now, I just have to ask another question because anybody can put anything out there on YouTube. So you could, you know, we got all this false information that people are talking about on Facebook. How does that work with YouTube? Um, uh, YouTube false, is its own um, separate beast. It's a little, with Facebook, it's fairly easy to make fake news. YouTube is considerably harder because there is a visual <laughs> involved. There is a video involved and you would have to be kind of an expert to, um, make it look like, have it be fake. Now there are new sources that just like TV that can propagate fake news as it were, but it's a little bit harder given um, how much money they're making right now. So they had that one video. I forgot which iPhone it was, but uh, one of the iPhones came out, and it was the one that didn't have the uh, um, the mic plug for your headphones. And yeah. uh, 
people are making videos of like drilling it and they're like, this is how you fix it. Oh, <laughs> and like a bunch of people are like returning their iPhones. They're like, yeah, I drilled a hole into the top of my phone and it broke and I can't use my headphones. And it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So there are those things, exactly. I guess. So yeah, but yeah, but to, uh, to add on to that, yes, anybody can upload anything they want, you know, real or fake, but like a lot of things. It's good. The stuff that's up there in quality or that fulfills a need is going to be the stuff that rises to the top. Yeah, for sure. That's why Infinity War is probably going to break a lot of box office records and Justice League barely made back its money. Oh my God. Comparing so those two burned. is like, no, I'm just so kidding. that was a burn. Okay. <laughs> Even just the look of those movies are just, it's like, I feel like I could have made a better Justice League, you know, from like, Claymation. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a claymation. I would, I would too. <laughs> or like, Lego. Yeah. The Infinity War looks so perfect. It's great. I'll shut up. Sorry. <laughs> yes, America. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't say the uh, middle words on there. So, so, um, so no, like YouTube is all. <laughs> Most people on the outside looking in do um, do how to and cat videos, and that's um, for the most part not what YouTube is about. It's more about building a community, and there are lots of trolls and super trolls, and I've talked about those before. But yeah, it's uh, it's. For the most part, there are good core groups like Nerd Fighters that really are the heart of YouTube. But yeah. Um, so speaking about um, heart, do you, Kathy, want to talk about um, our panel talking about uh, homelessness? Well, yeah. <laughs> that Let's, penguin kind. Let's. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yes. Yes. You're much more knowledgeable than I am, Ian. Again, I'm there for your support. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I I wanted you to go into a little detail about um, why you like like want to hey, wanted to do hey, wanted to do a panel or even why you like doing service within the community. Okay. Just to try to make it reasonable without going on a hour-long speech, I look at a lot of things in the world. Like Emily, we were talking about your fish hackathon, and that plastic in the water is really starting to, you know, something needs to be done about it. You can think about that. You can think about the homeless people. You can think about just the environment in general or the way people are being treated, and it can be overwhelming. So the way that I deal with it best is to do little things, whether it's to go for a few hours and try to help people who maybe are on the verge of homelessness or know someone who is, just little things. Because I can't ta- tackle all the world's problems, but there is there is small things that I can do, and I feel that it's important to do. And I think when people see other people do things, it inspires them to do little things. And I do believe, I say this every time, I do believe that is what's going to be the major change 
in the world is little is all of us doing little things. I think a lot of times people, um, you know, say, oh, this really bothers me, you know, all oh, the environment and all these things. But, you know, you have to, and then don't necessarily act on it. And it's just as a single person, like you said, you necessarily can't tackle everything. But just giving a few hours of your time, it's like, you know, then it almost kind of justifies that em- empathy that you have to say, you know, well, I can't do everything, but I, I did a part. But I can do something. Mm-hmm. We can all do something. And little by little, you're inspiring others to come along who ha- have more knowledge, like the gentleman that, um, I forget which one of you brought it up today, who is tackling that problem of the plastic in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, so is the panel about just kind of being aware of all those things or just like specifically homeless? And uh... That panel in, um, and I'll get into a little bit of detail. One, um, I have a friend who made a board game called um, – Home Sweet Homelessness. Um, it was based off a movie before. Uh, it's on uh, YouTube. I will try to find it later on, but um, no, I um, went to him and said, could we do a panel based on your game where we include, like, talk about community and say this is not this is not a me problem. This is an us problem. <laughs> and that's why we're, why we're doing this panel. And Kathy, um, other person's name is John Daniels. Um, shout out to him. And, um, my fourth person was supposed to be here at this podcast, so we'll see if he's going to be there next week. So, <laughs> And is this at PenguinCon? This is at PenguinCon, yes. I had a question about – I always get this dilemma with – you know, I definitely like helping when I can. But when it comes to like homeless, it's like you always get that like stigma that it's like you, you see somebody with a sign or something that they want you know, some spare change or whatnot. But then a lot of people are kind of hesitant to do it because they're like, are they going to go use it for the right reasons or, you know, are they just joking or blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Do you think it would be better to go through like an organization or like deliver, like giving your time, like, you know, you know, at like a food kitchen or something like that? Like, how would you explain Uh, that? um, That helps some. But um, one of the things about that stigma is, oh, we're so worried about these people who are homeless will spend the money right when most people in general don't spend the money right. Um, (laughs) If you don't have money, then they're going to spend it on what they need. So, so the society, it's all a matter of layers. It's more of there's the haves and then there's the have nots. And, it's more of they they quote unquote deserve it because they lost their network <laughs> and it's very hard to get that network back once you've lost it one way I like to battle that, Ryan, because I, I hear what you're saying, because, yeah. I mean, and I dealt with that a lot when I lived in Chicago, is um, even just doing little things, like if you feel that way about with money, because it is a concern. I mean, I think that, you know, drug drug abuse is definitely a high, you know, concern in, in the homeless community. Um, but what I like to do, even, you know, living close to eight miles, if I have leftover food, 
I'll go and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, give it to them versus giving them money. Um, you know, I did that a lot when I was in Chicago. You know, I worked at a place where we always had leftover food. And so I would bring it to the park. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, you, they're looking for food and you, and you give it to them and they're like, Oh, I don't want that, which is kind of, you know, a head scratcher. But I think that, you know, especially in our own communities, um, even something like that, um, if you have that feeling, you know, providing them with, you know, maybe you have old clothes or an old blanket, mm-hmm. especially in the colder winter, mm-hmm. you know, if you have things you're going to donate to a Salvation Army, um, you know, even bringing those things by. I mean, you just circle, you know, eight mile and you can, you know, find several people that you can give things to that that aren't necessarily financial where you have that concern. So that's one way I think people can can help in their communities. Definitely. Okay. I think that I think there's many. I agree with what you're saying, Emily. Um, I think you can directly give it to the people who are on the street. Mm -hmm. And I I feel a realistic view of it is there's some people who prefer to be on the street. Mm -hmm. Not everybody there. That's the few. But they're, you know, if you give them money and they go buy drugs, that's what they need to get through the day or they, they need to bottle, uh, buy a bottle. But there are so many things you can do all the way from the Habitat for Humanity. You can go and donate time to help build houses. You can donate um, stuff to shelters. You can go work at the food kitchens. There's, there's so many different things you can help or with organizations that help people on the way down. I know Ian was involved with an organization that helped people try to stay in their houses who may be having a hard time making the payments. The Children's Center in Detroit is one example of that where, you know, they can, families can come in there and they have a whole room of clothes and things that have been donated. Um, you know, they have daycare, uh, for mothers who are trying to, you know, mm-hmm. get back on their feet and things. So organizations like that, um, they have you know, the food banks where you can go exactly. in and do your shopping, yep. to, you know, try to. And it's all free of cost to, yes. to families who really need mm-hmm. it. Uh, so that's one thing I've, I've done is taken clothes there versus to Salvation Army where they turn around and, and sell it. And they're still giving back to the communities, but this is a way that, you know, people don't necessarily have to go out and purchase. Or you can buy little, the smaller items. I know that the homeless shelters like the smaller tubes of toothpaste or things they can right. hand out to people who come in or volunteer your time. Yeah. Cause. To me, it's like you got to like look into yourself and if you have all these extra clothes, just things and you're, you know, you're probably complaining about them through your day or with whoever you're living with and stuff like that. And if you could just, you know, yeah, like give up old clothes or just like, you know, stuff that you're not using that other people could use, like even that, which is not costing you a dime, like you could be helping a lot of other people. And if you have that time to think, it's like you should probably act on that. So, yeah. And to that point, yeah. Um, and also do your research about bigger companies, bigger nonprofits, smaller nonprofits help your local community. In that well, it's great that you guys are doing a panel on that. I think that you know, yeah. hopefully a lot of people will take I, note. I hope so. We, um, we did this last year, so it's a, a part two to all this, but. And yeah. PenguinCon really expressed appreciation for this type of panel. I think they get a lot of maybe, I'm not sure the other topics, gaming topics and, and maybe more fun based, but they, they really expressed that they appreciated, um, the necessity of panels like this. So. Ian, didn't you say you were doing a dating panel as well? <laughs> Again, the fun. Topic. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I could oh, do well, a dating not to panel. Oh, <laughs> How not to date. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, no, a uh, little known fact not on that I have never expressed on here, but I've expressed. Like back in 2008, I 
did a dating relationships panel. So this is kind <laughs> of a continuation of that series. This is the third in a series. So I'm kind of wanting De- to. Is there a decade? Is it the trilogy? The, yes. Um, so, so this is, yes, re- is, is like going to be. The Jedi, <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is. This is um, a little more like Lord of the Rings. This is the ending. Um, I'm going into the Eye of Sauron. But oh. <laughs> what would you like? I, I know you had a whole panel about it, but if somebody came up to you like a friend or family member asking you advice, like what would one bit of advice you would give to somebody like, you know, trying to figure out dating, I guess, you know, coming from like a panel aspect? Um. Bring a covert friend. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like a wingman or wing lady. Bring, or, yeah. bring, bring a wingman, yes. Well, why would that help? <laughs> yeah, that just, seems a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's like two, two of you, one of me. Like, what? Or maybe they're just waiting in the wings. Or are you actually yeah. bringing No, they're just yeah. waiting in the wings. Oh, okay. just oh, it's that phone. Maybe it's that phone call. Like, you know, call me in the middle and I'll let you know if I need it. You know, saving or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just have somebody in the background because... A lot of the time, people exert their emotions and don't see, like, the whole um, scene. Your friend will be able to see that, though, and be able to read the situation a lot better than um, what's happening. Is this a first date? Yeah. No, that doesn't necessarily have to be a first date. That could be a fourth that could be a fifth or maybe date. a group of friends maybe yeah. it's a group outing versus After like the one extra <laughs> yeah because i think that people would be you know nervous and it may not be their best self the first time they meet someone a lot of people i find that i'm the, my best self <laughs> first and they're like wait how do i keep this charade up <laughs> yeah it's not till the <laughs> third day you high. let your true self out <laughs> right <laughs> should go the opposite way just put it all out there at first and then they, <laughs> then they can and this is how you met me well, that so, should be interesting. I hope so. <laughs> I'm the only panelist there, so it has to be. <laughs> but so you're the only one they can take advice from. No, That's scary. no. <laughs> I, I do it on this show, so no, no, no. This no. is what I say. You tell them. This is what I say: is that you give people a chance, an opportunity that maybe you wouldn't have immediately thought. You know. Think with your head a little bit and talk to someone a little bit more. Give them a fair chance. Um, reason. And, no. And, um. and wait a minute. And if you work for Facebook or Google, don't ask them more than once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they priority. There's know a callback. <laughs> exactly. No reason why this one in particular. I've had a lot of friends within the last few months. Like I've had two friends who. Um, female were uh, married that divorced because of stuff <laughs> similar to what channel awesome has done <laughs> so mm. not getting and, paid for being there <laughs> not getting paid for being there <laughs> getting left behind conduct yes not I getting paid for i think it's ironic that they had a 69 page document <laughs> i know uh, pretty I think, <laughs> I, I think they did that up I, I think they did that a little bit a on purpose. Yeah. But yes. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say a page document, but no, it had to be there, yes. <laughs> they edited it down just to make it 69 pages. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a it's a two sided no. Oh <laughs> well that's cheating. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Never mind. I'm no. not talking about it anymore. <laughs> um so let's see. Um do we think we can um do we have um anything else we don't like you have to a third about? panel? We yes, we do have a third panel. Um Phil, um, it's it's called the Idiot's Guide to Microtransactions. Phil, tell me, what are microtransactions? Thank you. That, <laughs> I just mouthed that to Kathy. What are microtransactions? <laughs> After all this time, I might have been able to answer that one. Well, um, they won't get you a pink Darth Vader, that's for sure. Um, Electronic <laughs> Arts has made sure of that. Um, but essentially – <laughs> <laughs> but essentially a microtransaction is any anything um they're I imagine they're primarily in the gaming sphere. I don't know if they're in other um types of uh software, but it's essentially like you can pay two or three dollars um while you're playing the game. You can either get a specific item um that will help you progress in your game, or you'll get um some premium currency like, you know, uh, 50 diamonds, um, for 99 cents, um, that will allow you to, uh, you can spend those diamonds to either, um, complete buildings a little faster or gain an advantage. Um, and I see I've totally lost Emily. <laughs> you lost me at 99 cent diamonds. Eyes, oh, yeah. Where's this sale? <laughs> it's at Toys R Us. What? What? <laughs> no. You got me with diamonds and then lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, essentially we're going to talk um, about all this. We'll talk about all that. We'll all talk that. retro video gaming. We'll talk um, – um, Belgium made loot boxes illegal. They sure did. They did. That's like, um, like the loot crate stuff. Yes, what? the loot, the loot Why? crate or the loot box stuff. Yeah. yeah. Why would they do that? Or is that too long to get into? It's <laughs> a long, short, short version. It's a form. They consider it a form of gambling, uh, which we want to keep away from the children. What? That's, yeah, can't imagine because, why. Yeah, <laughs> it's just toys. I thought because you don't. No, hey, you're thinking of like loot box or root crate, the physical item, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I. No, oh, all it's, right, it's, okay. It's no, we're, we're no, here. it's not that at all. Like, um, this got popular with um, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um, yeah, that that's where it got popular but where it got started was on mobile games um oh. having it on there and there's a little better justification in the mobile space because a lot of those games are free to download so um the the developers make their money back through microtransactions um either again uh uh you know so many dollars for a premium currency um or you can spend your money and get a loot box, which will contain random items, which may or may not uh, be what you want and may or may not help you progress in the game. I get it. Okay. Yeah, may or may but not. But it really – folks started to really become upset about it when it was added to full price $60 games. Or $80 games with a season pass or DLC. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, 
do we have anything else to add or is that a wrap? Well, maybe you can tell people where they can find this PenguinCon panel. Yeah. Uh, this PenguinCon panel is at 1500 Town Center Drive, Weston Hotel in Southfield. What time are you doing the podcast? Or not podcast, sorry, the panel. The panel, um, the homelessness panel will be at 2 p.m. Saturday. The microtransactions panel will be at 9 a.m. Saturday. I'm sorry, Phil, in advance. I thought your dating was yeah, at I nine. can manage. Micros at nine? Say that again? I thought your dating was at nine. Micros at nine? Um, micro is at 9 a.m. The dating panel is on Friday oh. at 7 p.m. Oh. So right before people get ready exactly. to go on their yes. Friday night date. <laughs> more bidding time. <laughs> so that that makes smart. more You're sense. Well, awesome. well, good luck so with happy. that, you guys. That sounds fun. Thank you. It's Thank interesting. You. you should come by. <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to go to PenguinCon mainly to go. I hear there's have some great ever, after parties. I have not been. That was the first I time I'd been. ever been to anything like that. It really? Was, yeah. Thank God yeah, I there, had Ian to walk me around and There's these two explain. idiots named um, Dave and Bob who do an 80s party. I've heard. I've <laughs> heard it's a good one. I didn't even I've realize heard. that was them that I had met like a year ago. I didn't even know that's who it was. Well, and this that's Saturday right. is Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derby. I that too. And um, what is what do they call it? The the Star Wars version of uh, May 5th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Revenge of the 5th. Um, Revenge of the 5th. Um, <laughs> yes. May the 4th be with you. Right. Revenge of the 5th. Return of the 6th. Yes. Right. Uh, there you go. Nice. There you uh-huh. go. Well, sounds like a fun weekend. Good luck with your panel. Yeah, it sounds luck, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. And I think that's it. So um, thank you for listening. Um, um, you... You have anything? Oh no! No, no. Okay. I'm just okay. rolling out of here for you. All right, thank you. As always, um, don't. Um, I need to tell everyone where we can find everyone. Kathy, you have a cup that says "Don't forget, don't forget to, be to be awesome." awesome. Nice. It's That's where you cup. are, <laughs> right? Yes. Correct. I'll be at PenguinCon next week. <laughs> You'll be at PenguinCon next week. Yay. Not using social media. As Ryan, um, where can we find you? Uh, you can check out my website, uh, trainerpodcast.com. It has uh, my Let's Hear It podcast I do at Podcast Detroit. A lot of podcasts in that word. Or, uh, But, yeah, check me out there. And, yeah, thank you for having me, and Appreciate it. Um, Emily, where can we find you? Ah, uh, well, tonight I'll be at the Detroit City Football Club game, so woo! <laughs> Other than that, I'm on Instagram, Emmer underscore Vino. Okay, and Phil, where can we find you? I will be keeping a tally of the number of times Kratos says, boy, in the new <laughs> God of War game. Yes. We need to make a parody video <laughs> called God of uh, Infinity Wars. <laughs> I think there's already a supercut of all the times he says, boy, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And so um so thank you um DFTBA uh and don't forget to be awesome.